0: That's right, when you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver, at caregiverdave.com. And we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio podcast networks on 26 global audio and video platforms. Should I name them all? All right, I haven't done that in a while. We got iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, BlogTalk Radio, CastBox, Mixcloud, La- Listen Notes, Blueberry, PlayerFM, Podcast.com, VIP Internet Radio, TuneIn.com, Facebook Live, Owl's Tale, U CaregiverDave.com, com, CastBook, Cast Box, sorry, Twitter, LinkedIn, FeedSpot, Podbean, and Verbal. And we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, as well as number two caregiver podcast on FeedSpot out of the top 60, and number two caregiver podcast on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today, Roz Jones. Roz is a compassionate, innovative healthcare industry leader. Her goal is to make healthy, make a healthy difference in the lives of men, women, and children. And she's doing a good job. But before we get started, I want to take this moment to thank last week's guest, Margaret Combs, and her five key factors to helping post-traumatic stress disorder victims to learn. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews, including this one, on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. And uh, okay, enough of that. Now, through her extensive medical experience, Roz realized the urgent need for quality health care in her area. In 2009, she put her experience to work opening Jacksonville's Best Caregiver's a home healthcare agency providing one-on-one service to clients and to specialize care to the needs of each patient. She provides short and long-term in-home health care to Northeast Florida. Roz, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to be on your show. I have followed you for years. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe.
0: Years? <laughs> How is many cute. years?
1: Since I was knee-high to a duck. No, I'm teasing.
0: <laughs> I've been on eight years. You haven't been around all eight years, have you?
1: I've been around for a while. And 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 the, the the part that I really love about you and your wife is that just because she's sick, she doesn't have to dress like she's sick. You have her dressed to, I mean, she is sexy in that. She is sexy, just sexy. When you have when yeah. she she's I love that. I love first that. of
0: all, I have nothing to do with that. That is totally her.
1: <laughs> well, honey, she, she's doing it here.
0: <laughs> like that before, and I ain't about to change her.
1: Yes, I love that. I I, I do the same thing, but I'm, as you see, I'm still caring for people physically. And, uh, and I tell people, just because you're sick, you don't have to look sick.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. I think I'll steal that from you. <laughs>
1: you can borrow and give me credit the first time. <laughs> I have a private uh, non-medical home health care agency here in Jacksonville, Florida, and I still take, physically take care of two clients, and I have other clients as well, uh, virtually and here in Jacksonville.
0: So when you say home health care, it's your home?
1: I go into their homes.
0: Oh, so you're uh, in-house. Yes, like, I
1: go into their-
0: What do they call private- that? They call it uh, home health care.
1: Home health care, yes, sir. So, I go into private homes and I also go into uh, assisted living facilities. So I have two in assisted living and three in private homes.
0: Wow. Is that that a full load? I guess it is, huh?
1: It is a full load, uh, but COVID has not been kind because uh, just like many other facilities, we have people that don't want to take the vaccination.
0: Okay, I always like to ask my guests just who is Roz Jones and why was she placed on this earth?
1: Roz Jones was placed on this earth. I thought Roz Jones was placed on this earth <laughs> to do television, but God saw it another way and said, well, you know what? Your plan is not my plan. Wow! And so in a, in, in a matter of seven days, my life changed, Dave. I was taking care of an elderly, uh, one of the elderly mothers of the church. She asked me to go to the hospital with her for a two day surgery the surgery went bad, so two days of care turned into two weeks of care at the hospital, turned into six weeks of rehab, and my life changed between Sunday to Sunday.
0: Wow. Tell me about your pre-life uh, in television. What was that all about?
1: Pre-life in television, I taught at LSU for seven years, and then I was a, a producer, and executive producer for ABC and ABC Sports, so I did, a, you know, a, a couple of, uh, you know, little TV things. And, really? after, yeah, and then after that, I worked in uh, Medicaid and Medicare, part A and part B, uh-huh. writing the, the information for claims so that your claims were processed so the doctors and hospitals would get paid. And then during that time is when that happened with the, with the mother of the church and my life changed. And I've been in it for more than 15 years now.
0: Wow. So no regrets, huh?
1: No regrets, no regr- even even on my most tired day, my <laughs> most exhausting day, I could be tired as I don't know what. and my, my client will say, Basil, thank you," and that just makes me melt.
0: <laughs> oh
1: Yeah, it makes me melt. Well
0: thank you God. are you are the real deal. Uh, my, my co-host Ka- Adrian is trying to connect, hopefully I, she can. I've
1: there Adrian. she is. Hello, Adrienne. Um,
0: anyway, let's talk about uh, various caregiver topics during COVID-19. How has COVID-19 made your life more difficult or more rewarding or more whatever? You fill in the blank.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, COVID, COVID-19 um, had us going and taking tests weekly. Um, If you go back on my Facebook page or on, on my Instagram page, we were going to be, we were tested every week.
0: You sometimes personally people, were had to test?
1: Personally, personally and huh.
0: If you're like me with a sensitive, I just hate it. it I, I'll sneeze a hundred times after they stick that thing up my nose. You will? Yes.
1: <laughs> but, you know, there was sometimes. You mean you I, don't? <laughs> no. I had to stand in line for three hours. To take a thirty-second test, so I would get in line at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday to wait for the place to open up at nine o'clock, and I wasn't the only one. There were the the, uh, you could see the lines of people behind me, and that was in March of twenty twenty when we no April when we started taking those tests. So not only was it myself taking it, but all my staff every week because we had to turn these tests into the facilities as well as into our private families that wanted to know that we were, that we were not contracting or had Good. COVID.
0: But why did it take three hours? I mean, is it? Uh,
1: the, the people were in line. It, you know, when it first started, it was fear. People Do was you remember? Well,
0: you don't have to wait that long this time, right? I mean, lately.
1: No, not lately. We have a point. Okay, in, in the, the beginning, when yeah. first started off, it was, you know, nobody. This had never been done before. Yeah. People were coming in masses. Sure. massive numbers to get their tests done because, you know, you know, they realized that they had to, you know, get this done. Yep. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't a choice. So I didn't mind doing it. I didn't, you know, so, but I showed people on social proof that, Hey, I'm serious about what I do.
0: So what were you going to say Adrian?
1: No, I'm saying, don't you remember the pictures of the lines of cars? Yeah. That went down for miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was almost
0: like the gas shortage. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's yes, the same thing. But I just packed a bre- breakfast, I packed a lunch, <laughs> I packed a brief because you couldn't go and pee anywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like
0: going, it's like going to vote, huh? <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> so I just had I had to sit and wait. I had to sit and wait. So every Sunday. Oh. For like six months until they got, you know, a better system, we had to sit in line. And this was at the football field here in Jacksonville. We were at the football field, wrapped around the football field, trying to get our test. And then they put us over at a huge mall and we still were in line, sometimes for uh, for an hour to two hours to get a test.
0: Now, you probably know in New York and in California and, and I think in one other state, uh, our governors sent uh, uh, COVID patients into nursing homes, and and uh, the population just started dying. Uh, did that happen to you in Florida at all, or or you were spared by that?
1: We were spared by that. Thank However, uh, you know, as what, what what happened was is that we had to take in, in some of the uh, facilities. Not me personally. What I did was is I isolated caregiving to just that patient. So I didn't co-mingle caregivers. I didn't take cross-contamination yes. right. cross-contamination. So I didn't co-mingle. I made sure now if there was an emergency, then I made sure that that, that person didn't come back to the other person for five or six days to make sure, you know, yeah. nothing would happen, but in the facilities, they didn't have that. They had to take maybe someone from skilled care and take them over to memory care. To do work because they were shorthanded or right. rehab, and so that's where a lot of times people, the employees, were contracting COVID because they were, you know, moving from yeah. place. And so um, we had to take extra precautions, like everybody else. Um, you know, I, you, you know, we had to go to the grocery stores early in the morning, you know, where there was less activity. Go to the gas stations, just you know, there was a lot of things. Personally, we had to change, and our cleaning processes changed. At, inside Automatically. the home. Automatically, because we had to wipe down doorknobs, we had to wipe down the walkers, the wheelchairs, the scooters, the, the, uh, the bathroom knobs, the, the grab bars. I mean, it yep. was just a daily ritual before the next shift would come in. We had to go through this process every day, all day, every day, every day, every day. So it, it took a mental toll as well as a physical. So then I had to step yeah. up my game. You are, got to get employees.
0: Do any of your patients have dementia or Alzheimer's memory issues? Mm-hmm. So my nephew has a mother who uh, is an alcoholic and that was, that brought about dementia and she's still in her home and he sends people there. And she's just one of those rebellious patients. I mean, she just breaks all the rules. She'll go out, you know, without a mask and try mm-hmm. to buy wine at the mm-hmm. liquor store down the block. And, mm-hmm. and he goes crazy trying to get her, to be careful during this time. You have any experience with that or any tips? How uh, you know? Oh yeah, I have. I have one that has
1: to have a bloody mary, and her uh-
0: <laughs> a bloody. <laughs> say? A, a bloody
1: word? mary. She Hopefully. has to have a bloody mary, and she don't want to put on the mask. And I said, "Well, we got one or two things. You can put on the mask to get the drink, or you stay at home. You have a choice. You have free will. She puts the mask on, and we go get the bloody mary." You have a choice.
0: You mean she oh, goes and, she and they, they serve her a Bloody Mary?
1: They serve her a Bloody Mary. So what we do is. <laughs> so she goes is, to the bar. Right. So what we do is I call in advance. I say, hey, I'm bringing, you know, <laughs> y'all know who we are. Can you, you know, block this area off? And, and, and they've always been wow. kind to us. And, and they gave us an area where there was no other people. She have a Bloody Mary. And then we come home.
0: Well you're a full service uh, facility, aren't you?
1: We do a lot of things that many other people don't do many other agencies don't do. We take them on field trips as I call them, which is the Bloody Mary field trip
0: <laughs> Now this is your company, right? this is your baby this is my baby this is how my... did you how did you get the idea to, to start this yourself
1: I was doing private duty care and one of one of my first not my first client, but one of my clients at the funeral of her husband said, um, I have some of Jacksonville's best caregivers taking care of my husband. So I took that and made the name of the company. And, and, and that's how it came. And so we, you know, we were doing things like, you know, taking them to play bridge, taking them to, yeah. know, to family reunions, to funerals, to bar mitzvahs. We would travel with them. So there's a lot of things that we do. I want to say that 80 or 90% of my competition will Definitely. not do, will not do. And just like if, if yeah. they want to take, go for a ride in their car, we put our sunglasses on, we put the sunroof back, and we go for a ride, honey. Yes, uh-huh. I like tell Louise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So let's talk about uh, mistakes. Um, how do you avoid mistakes?
1: All the times you can avoid mistakes their lessons to lessons. improve to improve the quality of care.
0: <laughs> for next time, yeah.
1: For the next time. For the next time. If I could turn back the hands of time for COVID, <sighs> I, I I would have been able to hopefully um, not have those clients confined to their apartments. The facilities wouldn't let them out, which was the right. wrong thing to do because mentally what it did to the patient, it, 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 it confined them. They couldn't get out and walk. They couldn't get out and exercise. Hell. I want to set up, this is Ross Jones talking. I want to set up a routine or a schedule where, okay, A wing can go outside in the morning from 8 to 10 on this day. You know, B wing can go out on this side of the building. So allow them to come outside. They kept telling them the whole time, stay in your apartment, stay in your apartment, we're going to bring you food. They treated them like caged animals
0: yeah lockdowns does not help
1: not healthy at all i would i would have, i would have personally changed that because it, it, it impacted the physical part of the patient it took away their independence it took something away from them and now we are still trying to recover from that residual dam from that damage
0: so, how have you stayed healthy? I assume you never got COVID or you did?
1: Oh, no. Uh-uh. Let me tell
0: you something. In between each. <laughs> how did you dodge all those bullets?
1: In between each client, I come home and take a shower. What else? Between... Yeah. I'm going to be, be that. did.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. In between each client. And then if I. How about
0: your immune system? What are you taking?
1: I was taking vitamins. I mean, and I still take vitamins. I, I would have to email you a list, honey, if all the vitamins vitamin I Vitamin
0: C, take, vitamin D,
1: zinc. C, D, fish oil, B12. Um, you take zinc? Zinc. I took, I took a couple of other ones. It was like nine vitamins that I was taking every day sometimes. You ought to
0: market that. Seems to work. <laughs>
1: it did. And then I also, too, I drank at least a minimum of 100 ounces of water yeah. every day.
0: Water so and, important.
1: Right. And I wash my own clothes. I used a certain kind of soap. I know it's going to sound crazy, but I used a hypercleanse soap that the surgeons use to wash their hands. I cleaned myself with it. That's me. And I asked my employees to use dial soap. I didn't tell them to go to extreme that I did, but because I was, because I am the boss and I was going in between, I would make sure. And if I couldn't make it home, I had clothes in the car. I stopped taking my uniforms to the, to the um, cleaners. I used to get them pressed with the military creases. I wash all my clothes at home now because I don't know if my clothes are commingling with somebody else's clothes. Right. They have had COVID. So Did you I'm-
0: have to give up the, uh, the double press thing?
1: Yeah, so I had to give it up.
0: <laughs> no way were you going to iron, huh?
1: <laughs> I have <didn't want> one crease. <laughs> No okay. crease in the pants. just a crease in the shirt. <laughs> just a crease in the shirt. But So, but,
0: so are you oh, married? Are you married?
1: No, sir. I'm not married. No, sir. I'm, 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 I'm not married.
0: So you're a free woman. You're a free agent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, let Nothing me know.
0: Nothing tying you down. <laughs> no anchor around your neck.
1: No anchor. I have nephews. Uh, I have two nephews. And I have uh, three godchildren, two, two boys and one girl. So you're
0: happily single.
1: Happily single.
0: Good. <laughs> Good. I try to tell people who are single, they're just so uh, stressed out. I, I got to get a man. I got to get a woman. I, gotta, you know, I said, why? I said, is, is your identity you know wrapped up in another person? You know, Love yourself first, and then it'll just happen. You won't even be looking
1: for it. Now, trust me now, I love on myself all the time. I go get my pedicures and get behooved and get all the husk and stuff off my feet and get my hair done and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, so far as, you know, uh, identity and worrying about, you know, another person is going to make me happy. Honey, I'm happy with me, myself and I, trust me.
0: So what other self-care tips should we give these uh, caregivers since you're the expert
1: um, I want to let them know self-care is not, is not, I mean, self-sacrifice is not self-care. <laughs> and, and the reason why I say this, is because we're so used to, you know, uh, I, I was telling somebody the other day and a couple other interviews that I did is that I never saw my mother, when she was taking care of my grandmother, get a pedicure, a massage, she was always taking care of us. You know, she ate last. She dressed last. <laughs> it was always self-sacrifice. If, I, if no one can't do it right, you got to do it yourself. So I never saw her take care of herself. I didn't know anything about self-care until I actually started taking care of people. And that term didn't come up until like the last 10 or 15 years. I put me first. I could care less about anybody else. And I'm not trying to say be ugly. I'm going to take care of me because you want to know why. Don't nobody else care about me but me.
0: Yeah, I I did a TEDx speech uh, a couple of years ago, and the title was um, caregivers need to be selfish in order to survive. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't like that word selfish. They they say, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. Caregivers. And I say, you know what? Caregivers are so selfless. The pendulum is so far over that they've got to try to act selfish, which is a, a negative word, just to bring the pendulum over to the center because they're not going to be selfish, but if they shoot for selfish, they'll end up balanced. Wouldn't you agree?
1: They would. And, and, and that's, that self-sacrificing is about being, I want to be superwoman and prove to people that I can do all this by myself. You'll be dead and burned out.
0: So tell us, were you ever burned out? I mean, you had to learn a lesson. Uh, you weren't just born self-caring, were you? No. <laughs> tell us about your burnout experience.
1: Oh, let me tell up about my burnout experience. I was so burned out when I, when I first started this, I was, I mean, I was going <laughs> post, back and forth, back and forth. I looked like a tennis match, just going back and forth. I realized that I was burned out when I came home from a client one night and didn't remember how I got home. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, I sat in the driveway and when I put the car in park, I went to sleep and didn't realize I was sleeping in the car. Uh-huh.
0: That's a danger Will Robinson moment
1: Yes it is At that point I had to stop So I took, I took time off I shut the phone off And I said from this point forward This will never happen again Because I could have I killed myself As well as somebody else on the road Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have to pay attention To the warning signs of our body Sometimes we don't even pay attention And there were warning signs You know you know, I was tired. I was short of breath. Um, you know, I was dehydrated. My bowels, you know, weren't functioning like they were supposed Just a whole lot of things that I ignored. My weight gain, different things like that. So go ahead.
0: So we've got about five minutes left. Time goes really fast here. But uh, talk about your, you mentioned before the storm, your NOAA process. What's that all about?
1: The NOAA process is that... Is I,
0: Noah, Noah and the Ark, right?
1: Yes. I had to I had to realize that what I'm building is not just for me. What, what what I'm building is to help others to understand the aging process. So what God has given me, I had to follow those rules. I had to follow those rules. No matter what else, uh, other people are saying, I had to understand. That no matter what, I had to stay grounded and rooted and bloom where I was planted. So wherever he put me, I had to make the decision to follow his instructions and to care for the people according to what he said, not according to what, you know, every, you know what the government says. Yeah, yeah there's some, the, some governmental rules we got to follow. But then there's also your care is it's not cookie cutter. It's a court. The care is like your DNA. It's individual, it's for each individual person. Mm-hmm. Some, somebody might want spinach, somebody might want, you know, sweet potatoes. So I can't make everybody eat sweet potatoes and somebody eat, you know, spinach. So I have to create a customized care plan for each person. So when I build, I have to build according to the needs of the people. So my NOAA mm-hmm. experience was I have to build according to, you know, uh, according to their needs. So that's what makes me also different from the other, other services, is that they just have a blank service. Um, it, doesn't that. it doesn't work.
0: You really do, patients, do sound you know, like Jacksonville's just, best caregiver service.
1: Yeah. The patients are miserable when you give them a cookie cutter experience. They're <laughs> miserable. <Yeah>. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: So what, uh, in the last three minutes, what do you want to say that I haven't asked you? And then give us, uh, uh, you know, how we can get a hold of you.
1: If if you are asked to be a caregiver and you're not ready, say no.
0: Everybody's <laughs> not ready.
1: <laughs> but, but, but if you know in your deepest heart that you don't have the physical wherewithal, because it used to be if That's someone amazing. got sick, maybe... 15, 20 years ago, they automatically went to a nursing home. That's changed. It's called now aging in place, aging at home, because they realize if you age at home, you live longer. So now we're taking care of people 10, 10, 15, and 20 years versus maybe one to three, four, five years or even less. So can you be in it for the long run? And don't promise stuff that you can't do.
0: Amen. Amen. If you made that promise, go back and and renege on it and say, hey, I'm going to make a new promise. I promise to give you the best care that is available.
1: Is available.
0: As opposed to, don't ever put me in a nursing home.
1: Right. I can't promise you that because if you need feeding tube, pain management and you're 300 pounds and I can't get the diaper off of you.
0: Or 24 seven
1: And 24-7 care, I can't do that. I can't promise you that.
0: Not to stay alive.
1: And try to guilt me caregiver guilt me into caring for you when I know I can't do it.
0: Okay, we are done. Uh, Why don't you give us uh, contact information?
1: Oh, Anyway, contact information is assist, I-S-S-I-S-T, Jones at gmail.com. If you go to my IG page and uh, click on my link, it'll give you the link to my website, Which is Ross Jones Enterprises, and it'll tell you all about Jacksonville's best caregivers. I have a book that's coming out in the fall called "Lifted," and it talks about how to create your legacy and get all your documentation together before you go. I don't want you to be like Aretha Franklin, and after three years of death, her estate is still in probate.
0: Yep, yep.
1: As as of at the time of this broadcast, August of 2021, she died, and they've been in probate for three years.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Roz. We've got another interview right after yours. So, oh, okay. but thank you again. Okay. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. So, Adrian, how do uh, people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about the caregiver space and your forums and your chat rooms and all the wonderful things that are going on over there?
1: Well, it's uh, to reach me, it's Adrian at thecaregiverspace.org. Or you go to the caregiverspace.org webpage or the caregiver space on Facebook. And it's all there.
0: Yeah. And I'm, as you know, caregiverdave.com. And our website is a uh, support group. We've got three free gifts to anybody who wants to join our free membership. And it's just packed with tools and resources, everything you need to not just survive caregiving, but to thrive. And likewise, we have a Facebook page, not as many members as Adrian has. She has like hundreds of thousands. We only have no 35,000. How many do you have?
1: 165.
0: 100, she has a, okay, 165. And uh, that's at uh, Caregiver Dave on Facebook. So come and join and, and be caregivers to each other. You know, Everyone is always posting things. And I'm so proud of everybody for chiming in and encouraging the people that post and that are courageous enough to share their problem and to support them, et cetera, because I can't be everywhere. I mean, you know, I was just in London last week speaking at the London stock exchange and it's hard to, to constantly go on my website and and monitor it. So I'm so thankful for everybody that that does. Uh, Adrian has a very good person watching her website, Corey.
1: Yes. But, but the people who participate are really the ones that keep the, Keep it yeah. going. Corey can't be everywhere either. And the support that, that the members give it.
0: Have a great day. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Anytime we suffer loss, we grieve. And a lot of people don't realize what even the grief process is. But it could be five to seven steps ranging from denial I don't believe this is happening, anger. Oh my gosh I'm so upset this is happening to a form of bargaining how can I get out of this to depression which is a very serious thing because that often leads to suicide and then finally finally after you realize you have no more control over your situation and you're totally okay with the new normal that it brings that wonderful wonderful place called acceptance